2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
3: How did you find out
4: about the white helmet? Were you consulted
1: in the decision and what do you think about the white helmet? I'd plan trash bags. I really don't care what we wear out there.
2: That would be an interesting uniform on Thursday Night Football. Yeah. These look better than trash bags. These are the opposite of trash bags. The white helmet, the white jersey, the white pants, the black stripes, Chris Sims warming up to the Bengals overall look i got that little mini helmet down in the barn it's awesome and they would have done it years ago remember when the whole color rush thing first started right they had the white on white and it was reported it was discussed at the time that if they were allowed to have a second helmet that would be the one and that is the one that we will see Tomorrow night, when the Dolphins come to town, really to cool. Take on the Bengals in a sneaky great,
5: sneaky great Thursday game. Great game like Lions we'll Vikings last our... week, like a sneaky one that, like what, that. That ended up being <laughs> that ended up being a sneaky great game. So shove it straight up your ass. Sims. <laughs> okay. Hey, there you go. Good morning on a Wednesday morning. Thank you very much. Hello to all those out there. Uh, I am. Good morning. I'm, like <laughs> Go ahead. I like this. This Go is ahead. a little bit uh, less sneaky of a great game. This one's a little more in-your-face a great game. Uh, I'm excited for it. I am because we know the do- uh, Dolphins are hot and the Bengals, you know, they're they're still fighting to get back here to 500 and show that they're, you know, Super Bowl caliber once again. So to have that and then the uniforms, uh, I think it's going to be pretty awesome on Thursday night. This is one of those games that got better based upon the first three
2: weeks of the season. You look at this one before week one, you think, okay, it's Thursday night. It's on TV or not really on TV, but you stay with me on this. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I got you. And now it's must-see TV, like NBC once was on Thursday nights with the whole Seinfeld lineup, and they came up with the phrase must-see TV. It is must-see not TV tomorrow night because, again, it's not on TV unless you're in Miami or in Cincinnati. The show is – PFT Live presented by Google Pixel. Learn more at googlestore.com. We're on Peacock Sirius XM 85 podcast listeners. I have been neglecting you recently because I've been so pissy about the fact that we're no longer live on Sky Sports NFL. And here's the thing that's bothering me now. And I'm making a public plea to our friends at Sky Sports NFL. Talk to your customer relations folks and tell them to tell the truth to the people who are emailing you repeatedly about why we're no longer live because they're getting this routine that that we have too many betting ads in our show. That's not the that's not the reason. There's no way. You all know the reason. Tell your people to tell the truth to our viewers. Don't lie to our viewers. And I'm sorry if you're upset by it, but I'm upset by it because you keep lying to them about why we're not live anymore.
5: Okay, I feel better now, all right good. I love when you snap like that. It's one of my favorites. it really is you I, you're you're really good that's why I think we're friends because we both have that psycho element where we can snap for a few <laughs> seconds and then go back to normal and be like hey, it's okay i'm good i'm I'm good, I got it off my chest, but not everybody understands that. uh it can be difficult at home balancing that at times
2: <laughs> oh oh oh, at home oh, no at at home it it is impossible. To flash like that and then act like everything's fine and nothing ever happened. <laughs> that, that is not, that doesn't is not go possible. Down, doesn't go that down. That does not work. No, that, <laughs> that, that I would not recommend that to anyone, especially if you work at home. That is not a good strategy for peace and harmony in the household. By the way, by the way, l- let me say this, too, because I mentioned it Monday and I heard from people who actually benefited from this. My back has been jacked up for the last three days, and it all started because at Matt Casey's house on Saturday night, an occasion that was attended by everyone on the cast of Football Night in America, except Big Head Charlie over there, who blew (laughs) us off, for a good reason, for a good reason. But anyway, the issue came up with physical therapy, and I said, you know, I've got a back problem that flares up from time to time, and I had physical therapy on it several years ago, and it worked. I wake up the next morning. I sit down in the chair in the hotel where I was staying. And that's how it – like, well, did you do something? Did you, like, pick something up you shouldn't have? I just sit down in a chair, and I move the wrong way, and I feel it. Right. And it's like, oh, shit, here we go. And I I know that feeling. And what it is, my sacroiliac joint pops out of line. And it's not a herniated disc. It's no condition that's going to require surgery. But it hurts like hell. And I mentioned it the other day, and I heard from somebody who said, hey, I didn't realize that's the thing I have. So you go to physical therapy. They work on it, and it gets better. And it gets better with time. Like today when I got out of bed, it was better. A little better. And I sat down for 20 minutes to work on, you know, copy, paste, snarky, comment. And I got up, and I was walking like I was 95 again. It's just a horrible feeling. I feel like Pete Carroll when he's not on a football field. That's how I'm moving around. <laughs> Wait, so where? I where, need to get back. Where to is Pete this Carroll on a football field?
5: Where is this joint? Where? Where is that? The sacrum. It's what like is- down. It's yeah. where
2: your. It's like where everything kind of comes together. Right. With where the your your, your the spine, your, your hips, and the hips, and your pelvis. Right. And everything gets plugged together. Yeah. Kind of where it all where it all comes together, and if it gets knocked out of line. It hurts like hell. Right. I mean, it feels like there is an, a knife Oof. sticking right in the bottom of my back, and it's and it's worse for certain things. Like right now, as long as I sit still, I'm fine. If I stand up, I'm going to feel it. And after two hours of sitting here, I'm really going to feel it as I walk, and I'm going to be like hunched over and one shoulder down here. But like after I slept for six hours last night, I I I was pleasantly surprised that I was able to get out of bed and and stand straight up like a fully evolved human Good. like I've been you know like when you see that chart of the evolution of man like I was down in the knuckle drag right. stage yesterday right. so <laughs> anyway I'm going to physical therapy today anybody out there that where well, you've got these lower back problems don't just accept it find a physical therapist in your area because they can they can make it better or I guess people use chiropractors too I'm, I'm partial to physical therapy yeah I work. think you
5: should always go there first chiropractor second that would be my my assessment
2: but it's one of the reasons why I'm a little more prone to fits of temper because yeah, it's you, know, making you, it's edgy. Like you have a knife sticking in the bottom of your back. It, it, it makes you yeah hey, ready to pounce. I All know,
5: right. you know, that's the worst back pain is the worst. I mean, back hips. When you do that, it's just every movement is the worst. And then you slept in a pro in a hotel bed in New York city. Probably another reason you shouldn't come back to New York ever again, because the, the bed threw your back out. I mean, but that is a real thing. I'm somebody that battles lower back issues too. And, you know, you can go to a hotel. I'm a stomach sleeper. I love to sleep on my stomach. And if you get on a bed, that's soft and it's got a, you know, a, a dip in the middle. Oh, good night. The next morning is going to be trouble, let alone probably the next few weeks. They'll go along with that. So I feel for you, man. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't notice it
2: getting out of bed. It was sitting on the chair. I just moved the wrong way. And I felt that initial, uh-oh, here we go. I mean, the last time it happened was last year on one of the Sundays when we were getting ready to watch games on this chair. I had it over at my other position where I set up to watch the games, and I just moved a little bit, and I felt that it's like, here we go. But it wasn't as bad as this one. This is the worst it's been in eight years. This is the first time back to physical therapy in eight years. So anyone out there, if you're having lower back pain, get it looked at. It may be your sacroiliac joint, and it may be easily relieved. And and you you take for granted when your back
3: isn't is good. in yeah. agony. Yeah. And on
2: that point, Tua to of vailoa for Thursday <laughs> night's game in Cincinnati – Does indeed have a back injury and an ankle injury, not in the concussion protocol, that investigation ongoing as initiated by the NFL Players Association, because we all know what we saw on Sunday, and it looked like he was woozy because of a head injury, but they're looking into exactly how he got cleared to play. He said he had a back injury. He's on the injury report with a back injury. He was limited in practice on Tuesday. Here he is talking about his current ailments that don't include a concussion.
5: It was more the back than the ankle. Um, the ankle was just, I would say, after the game, soreness uh, when my legs got caught up under um, whoever it was on the quarterback's knee. And the head is
0: completely out of the Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm fine. What is affected by the back injury in your play? And I can't say to back for everything. What aspects of quarterback play are particularly difficult or are
5: not? Yeah, I would say everything. Um, having to twist, to hand the ball off, having to um, toss the ball, having to throw the ball, uh, every aspect of,
3: of it.
2: Hey, I can relate, to. A, I can relate. Two things in common, left-handed and current back problem. Everything about it hurts. So We'll see what happens on Thursday night. Again, he was limited yesterday. They got the short week. They're traveling up today to Cincinnati because the hurricane is is closing in on the west coast of Florida. Right. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see if he's ready to go on a Thursday night. And if not, it's Teddy Bridgewater, who played a little bit on on Sunday, and we thought we'd see him for the rest of the game. So, you know, they have a good backup in Teddy if they need to use him. But uh, uh, I'm sure, two will do everything he can to be able to play. But... Your your spirit and your will will only carry you so far if your back hurts. Yeah, I've learned no. that the past three days,
5: and especially there, he's in an offense that we know that they move him a little bit. There's the boots and the play actions, and his movement is key because he's not like you know that huge pocket passing quarterback who's just going to stand in there and you know get crushed under the rush. He's not. His ability to kind of bounce around and make some of those plays is what's led him to a special season so far. And you know, he's got a lot of momentum going. He really is. He's playing as good a football as he's ever played. Last week, it wasn't great, but in some key moments and key plays, he was special. Yeah, that move right there, the 360 against the Ravens, that's going to be hard to pull off if he got the back issue. There, there's no question. And and then, you know, you couple that with the fact that, you know, we talked about this a little last week. The one thing that's been lost in the shuffle with Cincinnati and the, the offensive struggles and not able to protect Joe Burrow is their defense has been damn good. It really has. So this is not going to be an easy night. They can rush the passer in Cincinnati. They can cover guys. They got speed in the secondary. So that'll be interesting to see. But uh, Mike, we haven't talked about this. I'm still like the, I get it. You know, the head injury thing. It's just still crazy. I mean, I I played football, you know, for, for a, a pretty good amount of time. Watched my dad play for a ton of years. You know, I'm obsessed. You're obsessed. I've never seen anybody wobble or do anything like that with a a back injury. Uh, That, that, to me, still all screams of head injury. Very weird how that uh, all went down. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out here in the future.
2: Yeah, when you get back trouble, and I can – attest to this yeah firsthand right nothing gets loose it's tight the problem is it's tight and you can't move yeah you're like frankenstein it's not that you go wobbly right it's that you you're like the tin man yeah after being stuck out in the rain right and every movement is excruciating it doesn't feel like you're gumby it feels like you're gumby who's been stuck in in uh the, the cryogenic chamber isn't that where antonio brown froze his feet and you're completely frozen solid you can't move so that that's the, that's, I'm going to defer to the investigation. I, I, I'm still, I'm still waiting to hear from the league in response to my multiple questions from Sunday about how the team physician and the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant came to the conclusion that the gross motor instability demonstrated by Tuatonga was not related to a neurological condition, because that's what you have to conclude in the locker room during the evaluation to clear him and return him to play. And is it possible you can have a head injury that causes you to be wobbly for 10 seconds and then you're perfectly fine in the locker room? I suppose. Yeah. But –
5: Haven't seen him much. It was hard to watch. Yeah, you were video. worried for him. It was worried. You were you yes. worried? It was like Patrick Mahomes back in the Browns playoff game. You're like, whoa, whoa. He doesn't even look right. You know, at first it was the head wobbly bobblehead. You're you start to worry about. Damn, I hope his knee doesn't give out and he hurt himself with his knee. And yeah, nothing looked like, right. Right, right, even right there. I mean, head wobble, weird step, head wobble. Here he's again. trying to walk it off. Whoa. I'm fine. I'm
2: fine. Here he goes to all fours.
5: Right, goes to all fours and this. This has to be held up. Guy holds him up. Right. God holds him up. That that's, that's yeah. Just, that yeah, and listen, I um I understand the human element here. I do. This is where it's gonna be always very hard, I think, in the NFL. I don't care doctor, neurologist, whatever, you know, these guys are around them as humans. They see the passion of them wanting to get back on the field. I would lie. I know that. If I had a, something, I would. I'd lie every time. And I'd definitely lie if we were Whoa! We got a chance to be three and zero, oh, and I got a guy, Teddy Bridgewater, who would love to come in and play for me. I would lie even Who's more. Who's already said it? Right? Who already? Remember when he was signed? Right. I've been told dropping things. hints. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's that. All those elements lead to a man going, I want to play. I know my bell got wrong, and I might not be a hundred percent, you know, all over things mentally, but I'm close enough. And let me go. And he certainly wouldn't be the first quarterback in the history of football to deal with something like that.
2: There was a time when the Steelers were playing the Seahawks in Seattle, and I think it was 2013, possibly. Yeah. Sometime in that time frame. Ben Roethlisberger tapped out. Right, I remember that. Nobody knew he was suffering any type of potential concussion symptoms, or the Steelers used to call it concussion-like symptoms. They never wanted to call it a concussion. They said he had concussion-like symptoms, but he tapped out, and he was praised, and I remember it, it was over-the-top fawning of Ben Roethlisberger. This is part of the culture change the sport needs. Look, he can get away with it because he didn't have somebody that could come in and take his job. Yeah, he's big man. There's a small handful of guys who can get away with that. Tua cannot get away with that. He's not thinking, hey, if I miss time due to a concussion, my job will still be there. No doubt. That's not the case. So... I still think a lot of that goes on. I don't think the culture has changed, and I think we saw it play out on Sunday. And you're right, Chris. Guys are wired to keep playing because it is a ruthless sport. Ed Reed gave that advice publicly to Lamar Jackson. Hey, the Ravens love you now. You get injured. They're, not, they're a business. They're a business. The, look, at, look at all the stuff Jerry Jones is saying about Cooper Rush. Right. And trying to speak into existence a quarterback controversy.
5: Seriously. They,
2: they want the best guys on the field and the best guys at the cheapest price it's it's all things equal we'll go with the cheaper guy right so all of those factors come into it so yeah i can i would do the same thing i and it's the passion for the sport it's not letting anyone else on your turf in your job do your thing and and that's why we need to and again i'm going to defer to the investigation and i look forward to seeing what the end result of it is they've never had a disagreement the league and the union on one of these investigations they've always come to the conclusion where they agreed that there either wasn't a violation of the protocol Or there was. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and wait for it to play out. But we know what we saw. And I think that's why I haven't gotten answers to my questions. Yeah, it's very odd. They know
5: what they saw. Right. We all know what we saw. Right. We know it when we see it and we saw it, Chris. I think that's right. That's right. uh, Like like I said, it's been a lot of football games I've watched in my life. And I think we could ask a lot of other you know, all-time greats or whatever what they think. And they're going to go, yeah, I've never seen anybody – be in that state because of a back injury. Now, I don't doubt that maybe his back is sore and he's dealing with something there for sure. You know, he's, he's uh, the, the other issue with Tua is, hey, we're seeing the play come along. Health is the issue. This is the second question that people worry about with him. He's a smaller guy. You know, so that, that the, the wear and tear of the season does catch up to him. This is something he's going to have to battle. I don't doubt that the ankle and all that are bothering him, certainly. So we'll see where it goes. But uh, I do think it's going to be kind of interesting to see where this investigation goes when all said and done. The other reality is this, and, and again,
2: I can speak to this from my own personal experience right now. If his back was sufficiently injured to cause him – to do that wobble and they hold him up. How was he able to come back and play? How, 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 how did it resolve? What treatment did he get in the locker room that allowed him to come back and play? Right. Because if it's at that point and you come back and play for a half a football on a day like that, something doesn't add up. And, and that's why the NFL PA exercised their prerogative to initiate an investigation because to the average reasonable person something doesn't add up here so let's go find out what happened and see if the policy was or wasn't complied with here's Mike McDaniel, coach of the Dolphins on Tua's status for Thursday night with his back and ankle injuries
4: this is much I know about Tua um, him, him and I's relationship is strong he actually um, called me at like 10.50 last night and like Dude, is everything okay? No, I'm just checking in on you. I'm like, all right, that was, that's fun, and so, uh, um, and just him talking to me, I can tell in his voice he's literally gonna do everything he can, um, in, and in his power. So collectively, um, we, you know, we're, I'll be, basically, uh, he's. I know that he's gonna do everything he can to play. Um, so I'll know if he if he doesn't play that. Um, It literally was not possible, um, and we're just taking measures accordingly for Teddy um, um, beyond that. Um, But happy with the way he's so far progressed and um, feel very optimistic uh, because of how he's going about it.
2: It basically confirms, Chris, everything you said about playing when you have concussion symptoms. The guy's going to do everything in his power to play. And that's an admirable trait. But it butts up against the broader issue of player health and safety. Sometimes, whether it's concussion, whether it's back, whether it's fractured rib cartilage, sometimes the guy's desire to play needs to take a back seat. And there needs to be somebody who stands up to him and says, you're not playing. Yeah.
5: I mean, that that's just the reality of the current you know, status of the NFL is, yeah, we're trying to The lawsuits, you know, the knowledge of the brain, the contact of the brain, you know, limit the amount of times you have a concussion. All this science is out there that, yes, of course, this affects, you know, where you are later in life. So the NFL is they're trying to protect, you know, players from themselves, meatheads like, you know, me, you, whatever, from just going, oh, the hell with it. I'll do it. But it's, it, it, to me, it is. It's, 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 it's a fine – or not a fine line, but it's, it's a tough subject. It is. And I understand that, you know, the NFL and the NFLPA, they're doing the right thing long term. It's just hard at times to tell a grown man, you know, hey, you're not going back out there. I mean, the, damn, the day I was losing my spleen and bleeding internally and literally dying and bleeding out, I, I, I wasn't coming out. I didn't care no matter what was said. Oh, wait, I fainted? Okay, well, give me an IV and I won't faint for a little while and let's keep playing. It's just the way you are, so uh, that's where it's tough. It really is, and and as you see, even though we all think he had a concussion and blah, 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 he played good enough in the third and fourth quarter for us to sit there and go, well, he won the game. His cognitive skills must have been good enough for him to read the coverage on third and 22 and hit a bomb down the middle to Jalen Waddle, right? So... You know, there there is something to that, but yeah, it's tough. It is tough, and I understand the I understand both sides. That's really where it is, and it's just I don't think the players are going to win in this matter. Uh, you know, very many times.
2: The reality is, if you have one head injury and you're playing football and you suffer that second one, while well, that's you're when it can be bad. Immediate aftermath of the first one, that's when it can be bad. And right. Someone sent me last week. There was a high school player who died recently because of something like that and it happens i don't know what the current numbers are but i remember back when the nfl was first ultra sensitive as it should be to head injuries it was 10 11 12 13 a year which is a staggering number i mean it's a big country but still it's it's alarming mm-hmm. and the nfl obviously trying to set the standard at the highest level of the sport that will trickle down to the lower levels but but i i know from being at a high school game when my son was playing and we were in some town in Ohio and his son, my son's team was getting the crap kicked out and his quarterback. I could just tell he was getting banged around, thrown around. It's like, he's got, it's like somebody needs to check him. Yeah. He's because not, because he is getting obliterated. Right. Right. And, and there's just nobody, there's nobody like the whole culture of high school football. There's no one there to stand up and say, right. Hold on here. We got, hold on, hold on. Timeout. We got to check this kid out. It's it's just the whole. It just isn't even a thought. And I'm not. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I hear you. And 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 th- there isn't that apparatus in place. And look how hard it is, even when the apparatus is in place, exactly. to get a guy off the field. Exactly. So it's still a problem. I, I respect the NFL for trying to set the standard, but there's a huge disconnect between that level and the high school level. And I think that's why yeah. we see from time to time that. That you know, a, a kid with his whole life in front of him is dead, because that that culture hasn't changed to the point where the alarm goes off and the kid gets yanked out of the game. Yeah,
5: the alarm's just gone off in the NFL here recently. The, the college football alarm just went off. You know, a few years after that, where it, that's new. It has not trickled necessarily down to you know high school, little league, where they watch that. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to take the head out of the game the way they're teaching it. But I mean, I go to my, my little boys football practices. It's great how they're doing that certainly. But yeah, the the rest of those protocols, they're certainly not in place. Definitely not, you know? And, and, you know, a lot of the times, I mean, it's almost like a, a badge of honor. Oh, you got your bell rung, huh? Oh yeah. I remember when I used to do that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah, I see three people. Okay, cool. But yeah, we're we're trying to advance here. We are. But it, it's it's uh it's it's a good thing overall, but it is tough. Hey, I was I was watching a clip last night of my dad, right? It was on Twitter. This guy that does these giants tweets and all that. He He's getting crushed in the first half. He comes out in the second half, and Madden's like, you know, he wasn't the same ever since he was wobbly on the, those big hits he took. But they gave him some smelling salt, and I think he's coming too. And he looks like – I mean, that's that's where we were 30 years ago. It, it's good to see the advancement, but it's still men who want to play and don't care that much at the time. And that's where uh, it's a tough battle.
2: There are so many old games on YouTube from the 80s, the 90s, the 70s, and some of the hits in there are so brutal, and the, the guys just get up and keep going. That was what they taught the receivers. No matter how hard you get hit, you get up and act like it didn't affect you. Right. Get up and act. Not right. Not. Don't not show so you them. don't get removed from the game. Right. You Just don't show them that, don't show them that they hit you. Don't yeah. show them that they hurt you. Don't give them the satisfaction as they did give you a concussion. Get up and walk back to the huddle. And get ready to do it again. And uh, yeah, thank God it's changed at the NFL level. It needs to change at all levels. And the problem is at the lower levels of the sport, the players are only as safe as their coaches are willing to make them. And you get some meathead, frustrated, I'm going to be Vince Lombardi. if I, 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 and, and it just the priorities get out of whack. And there are guys like that coast to coast, sea to shining sea. I've heard them. I've seen them. I played for one of them once upon a time, but that was back when the culture was, uh, was, was different. A lot Everyone of different. was that yeah, way. Right. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers. The alarms have been going off for a while now about the quality of the offensive play. After Thursday night's loss to the Browns, there was a thought that maybe with that mini buy, Kenny Pickett, the rookie from Pitt, 20th overall pick in the draft, would become the new starter. Mike Tomlin made it very clear after the game he's not making the change. Here is Tomlin from his press conference on Tuesday about his assessment of the offense and how Mitch Trubisky is doing as he continues to be the starting quarterback.
3: There are a lot of things that that we need to do better. There are a lot of things that we'd like to do better. I think the best way to sum up my evaluation of it, whether it's the collective unit or components of the unit, is that we've been better with every outing. And and so uh, it's reasonable to expect those improvements to continue. Um, We haven't done enough to win the last two football games, and so um, there's reason for alarm as it pertains to that. But largely I'm seeing – improvements in all areas whether it's individuals or whether it's the collective. What
4: specifically with Mitch Trubisky do you like in the way that he's progressing?
3: In all areas um, in decision making and where he's going with the ball the time in which he's making decisions the prudent use of mobility um, whether it's by schematics or or by ad lib um, but just generally all areas.
2: Look, here, here. here's where it was going on Thursday, and I don't know if we've had a chance to talk about this, Chris, we primarily have. since you, you largely ignored me when I was in studio on Sunday. It is weird. We're sitting on completely different sides of the it room. It's like I we're know. not even in the same room I together. Know. I know. And every time I would go past you, you would want to put the meat hooks on me, and I would say, my back, my back, back my back. back. So I know. Was like, it was no fun. Yeah.
5: I couldn't beat you up. I know, It wasn't I, the same. I, yeah.
2: <laughs> so so uh, what I heard Thursday night, and I wrote something about this at PFT before the game, Trubisky is on thin ice with everyone in the organization except the head coach. Mm. And there's a strong push in that building to turn the page to Kenny Pickett. And the frustration was that Trubisky isn't pulling the trigger. Yeah, These guys are opening. He's not throwing the ball. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I do radio on 93.7 The Fan every Wednesday afternoon, and they were on a fire mat Canada kick last week. It's like, guys, you don't have a backup offensive coordinator. You do have a backup quarterback. And, and look, if the receivers are saying they're open, that's not an indictment of the plays. That's an indictment of the player who's supposed to give the ball to the open guy. Sure, sure. So so what we saw Thursday night, even though the Steelers lost, we saw Trubisky pulling the trigger. He we was. The throw to George Pickens. Yeah, Exactly. The, the drop by, and I hate calling it a drop by Deontay Johnson because he was covered and it would have been a hell of a catch. But it was Trubisky throwing the ball to a guy who was covered sort of but a guy who's good enough to go make the catch. Exactly. And he was doing it. And and that that was the improvement that I think Mike Tomlin's talking about, Chris.
5: I think you're exactly right. It's the the aggressive, you know, the aggressive nature thrown. Like this here, just, you know, buying some time in the pocket, not looking to run for two or three or find the check down, but going, "You know what? Let me pat the ball an extra time here and wait for this guy to clear the defender and now I can get a 15 or 20 yard gain." I think that's what people were frustrated with. You know, week one, let's just put it in context. Week one, it's hard to be, let it cut it loose and be aggressive when you have a lead and your team, your defense keeps getting turnover. So that's going to put you into a little bit Hey, Let me be conservative. We're playing good. The coaches are probably saying that to you. Hey, don't make mistakes. and We're going to win the game. Don't turn it over here. We'll win the game. Right? So that's hard. Week two. Yeah. I, I understand, you know, the frustration there. I do. I get it. You know, at, watching that film back later last week, you know, I understand. I George Pickens, I still don't like that he said 90%. He's running open, and it's not 90%, okay, if I sat there and did the numbers. But, but I think that's what they're talking about, and that's what they're frustrated with was, you know, you said it right. There were just plays in the New England game where I think they thought, "Wait, if you just slide here and pat it one more time, you got the post." Or you know, if you just come out and just give it a half second more, we're gonna hit a seam down the left sideline for a twenty-five, or, you know, twenty-five left a seam down the a, a pass down the seam. Sorry for a twenty-five yard gain, and they were missing out on those opportunities, and they don't always always you know come about. But I didn't look at them and go, "Oh my gosh, that's they gotta bench them." It's just it's everywhere. It's open all the time. Yeah, there was a handful of plays you'd like to see. But at the same time, it's hard also, and I think Mike Tomlin has a little heart to this, is going, we can't run the ball. We don't protect all that great. It's not that easy to play quarterback. And I think if you throw Kenny Pickett in there right now at this moment, you might still miss some of those plays because he's going to be like, whoa, whoa, I don't want to be over-aggressive. Let me just protect the ball and do that. So they're waiting for the right moment. It's going to happen. It is, but I don't think he's ready to abandon ship yet. He wants to gut it out here with Trubisky and give Pickett plenty of time and, and I, I think in this heart of hearts, they don't want to play Pickett this year. They want him to sit out the year and follow the, the you know, some of the other great quarterbacks we've seen that have, have, have followed that mold before.
2: Well, and I also think that given Trubisky's history, they recognize at some point he's gonna get injured. Could right. Uh, as he uses his mobility, and sure. that opens the door for Pickett, the same way it opened the door for Ben Roethlisberger in 2004. Yeah. It wasn't Tommy Maddox getting benched. Maddox got injured. Enter the backup quarterback. And I think part of this, too, and one of the reasons Trubisky's probably careful, because he knows he's got exactly. any Pickett over his shoulder. Right. You don't want to start whipping the ball all over the place and throwing 35-yard interceptions, exactly. and then the cries are going to be even louder for Pickett. But that's what they're going to have to deal with. If they can't handle the Jets this weekend, they got a home game. Crowd is gonna be hostile if Trubisky doesn't come out there and play like he did on Thursday night. Um and then they've got that murderer's row. Bucks, Bills, Dolphins, Eagles, and then their bye. I think the week nine bye is what we need to watch. It, it could because be. Right. I think it be two and six, Chris.
5: Yeah. Going into that bye. No, no doubt. I two mean, and it, six. It makes it makes sense. I mean, maybe that's what Tomlin's, you know, worried about. Wait, I don't wanna we're we're not functioning well as an offense right now to just throw our rookie quarterback out there with the Bills, the Bucks, and the Dolphins, and the Eagles on the horizon. you know, There's also that of just protecting the young player to, you know, again, not have to come out and go, whoa, we're overmatched today, and we need you to save the day. That's when the rookie throws three, four interceptions, gets beat up too much, holding the ball, trying to make a play, pressing the issue. So I think there's a lot of factors in play here. Tomlin's never been one to panic. He never is one, and he's never been one to make it all about the quarterback. You know, he believes in winning as a team. We know that in Pittsburgh. So and I, I think that's where he's uh, a little different, and, not, and he's going to block the fan base out. But I think your point there is kind of real. Like, I do wonder if it's bad this week and they do lose to the Jets. I I maybe the public pressure might, might maybe becomes too much. That's that's the only thing I wonder. I do think like I kind of agree with you when I was looking at things last night going. I think they might just wait to the buy if it's not, you know, the way they like. Uh but this is a week here where if they get upset or lose this one and it doesn't look good, man, it's going to be uh a lot of people calling into to Pittsburgh radio stations.
2: And if they happen to win one or two of those four games on the horizon, that they should lose all four and will be the underdogs in all four, then that may change the vibe going into the bye as well. And Mike Tomlin yesterday was asked about the fans, and he was very effusive. And, you know, we love our fans. We respect the fans. And, you know, he also said he didn't hear them chanting for Kenny Pickett during the home opener against the Patriots. They'll probably be loud enough this time around that he will hear them. And we'll just see what happens. And if they just come out and play well and beat the Jets, that at least puts a pin in it. But then they've got those four tough games. And hey, if they're two and six at the bye, they gotta go seven and two down the stretch to avoid Mike Tomlin's first ever losing season as head coach of the Steelers. I don't know how much he cares about that because again, it is about laying the foundation for the future. Yeah. But they try to win every year. They they are the one team. And there are others that I think would fit this category, but they are one where I believe it when they say every single year. They want to win the Super Bowl. That's their attitude. That's their mindset every single year. It's not just to sell tickets and keep people engaged. They're trying to win the Super Bowl every single year. Agreed. Let me ask you one yeah. other question. We don't have this on the rundown, but this is kind of a little thing that's still been lingering. When Anthony Walker went down in the game on Thursday night and Chakumo Korofor jumped on him, uh, I don't know if you saw that. I did, yeah. Uh, Miles Garrett called it. B.S. on Monday when he was talking to reporters before he had his automobile accident. Um, Tomlin said he didn't see it, which is odd to me. And the way he phrased it, it's like, is he saying he didn't physically observe it with his eyes
5: or is he saying he doesn't see what was wrong with it? What what was your thought on that move? Well, I I think it happens a lot. I think we become a little more oversensitive when there's an injury involved, right? Right. And, you know, we, there's, you, can, you can turn on a film and watch D. Lyman hit the ground and the ball going somewhere else and the old Lyman kind of fall on the guy or, or just to, to cancel him out. Like, I'm not going to let him get up and make the tackle on that. I'm just going to, you know, kind of fall on him, hit him, lay, lay on him, and, and that's the end of him for, for this play. So I think that's really the mindset, at least, of, of the offensive lineman. You know, and he doesn't know right away if the guy's really hurt, whatever. Uh, I, I need to watch it again. I felt bad for Anthony Walker. Certainly knew something was like, you know, badly hurt right, all, right away. I mean, just with the way he laid there and the, the way the helmet went off. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember watching it going, oh, that's dirty. I just thought, well, that's unfortunate. That's what an offensive lineman does, and this guy just happens to be hurt, laying kind of in a, a dead man's position here.
2: here right? Here
5: Look, he's already going he's down. down. He's not – and, and come on, like, come on. It, 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 okay, he put his belly on his back. It wasn't that bad. So th- thank you. It was a great job by uh, everybody in the back room pr- bringing up this clip. Uh, there, that, that happens every other play in the NFL. You know, he doesn't know that the guy tore his bicep, you know I mean, his quad tendon off his knee while he's doing it. There he is. He's dapping him up. He didn't do anything overly aggressive or bad there. I think that's that's football right there. That's the way it goes. You know, it's too. He doesn't know by the time he's committed to get on top of him that something's hurt. So there's nothing wrong with what Okafor did. Here's my question, Chris. Yeah.
2: Now look, okay, he's making the block. Now I don't know that he knows that the guy's running right past him with the ball. I, aren't you? Aren't you better off going to find somebody probably. else to block yeah. instead of
5: laying on the guy who's on the ground? Probably, but you know, at the same time, his job was probably just you know to get that guy, and he's going, okay, my guy's canceled out. I got my guy. We got other guys upfield. You're right. I mean, you'd like him to go upfield there and do that, but at the same time, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the running back might be making a move and doing this and doing that, and then that guy gets up and makes a tackle, and you go, oh, man, if I just would have stayed on that guy. Uh, he would have got. We would have got fifteen more yards. So that's the way they're coached and wired too. Um, I thought it was a totally normal football play. I mean, at least it, it confirms it when I when I see it there. That, that didn't bother me at all.
2: What's the line between holding? I mean, it's not really holding if you're laying on top of a guy who's on the ground. You're just laying on him. You're yeah. kind of holding him down. You
5: are. But as long as you're not physically holding on to him, I guess it's not holding. No, no, I guess you're right. I don't you know, I don't know what, what the justification of that is in the NFL rule book. But, yeah, you know, all he's doing is going, well, he's on the ground. I'm going to get on top of him on the ground, and I know he's not going to make the tackle. It just was unfortunate Walker was hurt. And the way his body was, you know, that made it worse. And then what made it worse, too, is we, you know, when you first cut to it and they see it, his helmet's already off. My wife's sitting there going, oh, no, I hope his head's okay. And I'm going, I bet you it's not even his head. You know, a lot of the times guys throw their helmet off like that because they go, oh, man, my season's over. You know, my leg's broke or my knee's broke or whatever. That's what happens, and that's what happened there. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty normal football play. And of course, this is one of
2: those situations where Browns fans are up in arms about it. Steelers fans are circling the wagons. If it had been Joe Batonio diving on Cam Hayward that way, Steelers fans would be up in arms about it and the Browns fans would be circling the wagons. That's just the way we are as a people right now in sports and any other issue that comes up in any aspect. He didn't
5: lower his head. He didn't spear him in the back. He literally just body flopped on him. It's it's very normal. I, I I I did not realize this was such a thing, you know, between in this game right there. I, I kind of Oh, it was. This. Oh, yeah. it was a
2: thing. Oh, it was a thing. Yes, it was definitely a thing. Um and again, I don't understand Tomlin's response. I saw it on Twitter when he said he didn't see it, but when you hear him say it I I I think there's a chance he means I don't agree with it. I don't understand it to your point. There's nothing there right. that anybody should be upset about. Right. All right. The Jets come to town this week. They are one and two. The Steelers are one and two. George Fant, the left tackle of the New York Jets, has been placed on injured reserve. He's the third Jets tackle to land on IR. That caused, at one point yesterday, Joe Douglas's name to be trending because, of course, it's all his fault that these guys are injured. I mean, come on. Come on. I, I mean, seriously? Um Guys get injured in football. It happens. And it's and again, there's a fine line between bad luck and bad practices in your building, but they got three tackles injured, and uh, uh, that's not good. That's not good whether the quarterback's Joe Flacco, Mike White, Zach Wilson, Joe Namath, you got 300 tackles uh, you're not putting your best guys out there to keep your quarterback upright.
5: Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a tough. They're, they're cursed at this position for whatever reason. And Mackay Becton can't stay healthy. I mean, they got that. You know, hey, we got George. They got George Fant last year. I mean, he did well. Let's move him to tackle. Let's mo- move him to left tackle. Let's move Mackay Becton to right tackle. Oh wow, Becton gets hurt again. Now we get Dwayne Brown. He's there for four minutes. He's hurt again. So I mean, yes, this is it's 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 tough. And then. You know, you look at it like Joe Flacco. He's a guy that likes to hold on the football to a fault at times where you just go, Joe, Joe, like they're, they're still rushing you. Stop looking down the field and patting the ball for the seventh time. The guy that just went by you and missed you, he's coming back. So don't forget about him. Um, but, but yes, it's it's they're going to have some inexperienced guys there. You see the names at the bottom. Those are the guys you're going to see. Connor McDermott, Max Mitchell, right? Those are the guys going to take over. Max Mitchell, a rookie, you know. Looks the part. We'll see. Connor McDermott, you know, has not been a guy that's traditionally, you know, been used at the tackle position, but we'll see where he goes. He's got to make this work here. So, uh, I know, and playing Pittsburgh and dealing with all that certainly isn't going to be easy for the Jets in that offense.
2: You mentioned Joe Flacco. There is a chance it will be Zach Wilson this week. He suffered that knee injury back in the preseason opener. Here is head coach Robert Sala from Monday talking about the status of of the second-year, second-overall draft pick.
1: Uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're looking for uh, confirmation um, once once Zach's doctor's clear him, like we've talked about, uh, he'll be ready to roll. But uh, uh, can't really define that until until we get clearance from them.
5: When when do you anticipate the doctors giving you thumbs up or thumbs down on him for this week?
1: Should be in the next twenty-four to thirty-six hours. Um, hopefully by the end of the month.
2: So we'll see. Uh, look, that, that makes a big difference for the Jets, and that puts more pressure on a Steelers defense that won't have T.J. Watt, that is really missing T.J. Watt. You get a mobile guy out there. If he's truly healthy, I mean, that's the challenge. You don't want to put him on the field, especially with that knee injury. And given his history last year, he had the PCL injury in 2021. You just don't want to put him in a position where he can't protect himself. But if he's healthy, you know, Chris, I know you're waiting for that emergence from a guy
5: in whom you have seen yeah. some special skills. Right. Yeah, I do. I love his ability. I do. I saw you know, I've seen it in person a little. We saw at the end of last year. You know, I, I just I do think he's got some things about him to go, ooh, there's there's superstar potential. You know, even a throw like this, hey, move out to the right, wave a guy, hell, don't worry, I'll throw it to you sixty yards down the field on the money. You know, we've seen him be able to move, right? So uh, I, yeah, they need to be careful here. It's, it's the second knee injury in two years. This is one like we've, we've discussed, like with, with uh, Dak Prescott. Let's not push the issue. Let's make sure he is 100% and ready to go. They got a lot invested in this guy. He is the future. You got to take the big picture into account here. But I will say, like, you know, again, I know Joe Flacco's experience. I do think a guy like Zach Wilson, you know, the other reason they want to maybe happen is he's, he's a leader in the locker room. He's a guy that we saw like the team rallied around him in the, in the preseason, you know, with, for, for a whole bunch of reasons. We know the milfinator and all that. Right. But they also didn't just rally. Yeah. Hello. They didn't just rally around him because of that. They rally around a guy like that too. When they go, Oh wait, there's a cool story. And the guy is cool on the field. He's the man on the field. And that's why he's loved there as well. And they need some of his playmaking ability and mobility you know, so that's where it, it's uh, it's a tough one here. But I, I would say wait it out. Wait till week five, see where it goes from there, and then maybe he can help out Connor McDermott at tackle and and uh, and the and the rookie Max Mitchell by by making some people miss and not always being right on the spot in the pocket.
2: I swear to you, about forty five seconds before you said that, I thought to myself, "Thank God we have gotten past the point in the year." where Chris would be compelled to say nah, and there it was. There it was. There We're it
5: back, baby. That's right. That's right. But, I mean, now I'm dying to see him play, especially with you know some of the weapons they have on, on offense right now. We see the receiving core looks pretty good, uh, and I think his ability to play backyard football has a chance to be special. So we'll see. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough test again. Once again, it's a team that's, you know, Joe Flacco's been hit a lot. And now you got you know McDermott and Max Mitchell playing tackle. That that's not going to be an easy task in Pittsburgh.
2: Couple of second overall picks, four years apart: Trubisky in 2017, Wilson in 2021. And if Zach Wilson comes out and plays well, and the Jets score points, and the Steelers can't match, that's when we're going to start hearing Kenny, 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 and it will be loud enough for Mike Tomlin to hear it this time. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're gonna. When we return, put a bow on week three by looking at the series of miscues Mm. that resulted in the two best teams before week three losing games. They probably should have won in the Chiefs and the Bills. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. Presented by Google Pixel, by the way.